Today's episode is brought to you by the Tax Defense Group. Tax season is here, and that means that it's time to file your taxes. There's good news. If you're a W-2 employee, you can save half off your filing. All you have to do is call the Tax Defense Group before April 15th, 2020, and mention that you saw this ad on UCAS Studios. Millions of Americans will get money back after they file, and you can be one of them. Call the Tax Defense Group today at 800-850-7973. That number again is 800-850-7973. And you can visit them online at thetaxdefensegroup.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Writer Junkie. Are you looking to make more money in 2020? One of the best ways to do that is by having a new resume that can help you get that dream job. Writer Junkie offers affordable, well-written resumes for the low cost of $145. They'll even throw in a cover letter for no additional charge. All you have to do is mention that you saw this ad on UCAS Studios and they'll get right to work. Call Writer Junkie today at 805-587-7966 and you can visit them online at writerjunkie.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Lakers Outsiders Weekly Podcast alongside UCAS Studios and brought to you by the Tax Defense Group and RiderJunkie.com. I'm your host, Gary Kester, here with you as always. And today I'm going to be talking about the NBA trade deadline and how it related to the Lakers specifically uh, and the moves that they didn't make because they didn't make any moves at at the trade deadline, which was kind of a little surprising. But uh, I'll talk about that a little bit today. a lot has really kind of happened since the last time that I was on um, with with Hani Amadian uh, talking about. Basically, we did a podcast talking about Kobe and just kind of our memories and our thoughts of of uh, you know the tragic events that happened a couple weeks ago now. Um, but now it's back to basketball, so we're gonna you know talk uh, or I'm gonna talk about the trade deadline, recap some of that stuff, some of the news that we've seen um, around. They're around the Lakers and stuff that could affect the Lakers later on. So uh, I'll be talking about the trade deadline. I'll talk about the Darren Collison news that was a little surprising and uh, some possible uh, guys that the Lakers could still add to the roster. So um, before I before I do that, though, guys, be, be sure to uh, like this video and subscribe to UCAS Studios and Lakers Outsiders on iTunes, YouTube, Podbean, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, be sure to subscribe and you can find all of our content up on LakersOutsiders.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LakersOutsiders. Like us on Facebook. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at Gary Kester. That is G-A-R-Y-K-E-S-T-E-R. And I mentioned Hani earlier. Uh, He actually has a piece um, up on LakersOutsiders.com talking about some potential buyout targets. And I'm going to probably name a couple of those uh, here today. So, um, with, with all that, all that stuff plugged in there and whatnot, let's, uh, dive in again. Like I mentioned earlier, trade deadline was very uneventful for the Lakers. Uh, 
didn't make any moves. Surprisingly, uh, I, I do know that <clears throat> you know there there was a lot of rumors and a lot of buzz about some potential moves that they could have made, uh, some guys that they were looking at, uh, some discussions that they had with some other teams, and so on and so forth. But ultimately, they did not make a move, and I'm not. I guess me personally, I'm not too surprised by it. A lot of people were very upset because the Lakers, they're sitting at 40 and 12 by the time that I record this podcast. Uh, They just recently uh, beat the crap out of the Phoenix Suns, which is always nice. But, uh, you know, this wasn't overly surprising to me because... I mean, for a couple of reasons. And I I get that people are frustrated uh, that they didn't make a move because this this team, even though they are 40 and 12, could use some improving. Uh, we've seen a common theme really where wing players really cause them a lot of problems. And the Lakers are very thin on the wing. They don't have a ton of like big wing players that they could throw at some of these guys defensively. You know, they've got guys like LeBron, who's 35 years old now. Uh, so you probably don't want to, you know, do that all that often, uh, especially because he's taken such a heavy burden on, on the offensive side of the ball, basically being the team's point guard and their not only primary playmaker, but only consistent playmaker. Um, so you, you need some help on the wing. Cause you know, it's, it's LeBron and it's Danny green and you might have Anthony Davis guard some wings, but, uh, Lakers are pretty thin there. And that's been kind of the consistent theme of where they're getting hurt. Um, in these games that they that they have lost is is usually on on the wing. So uh, they could also use, I think, a backup point guard. Even though, again, coming off the uh, the win against the Suns, Rajon Rondo played exceptionally well. Uh, just doesn't happen often enough. Not nearly often enough. I mean, I felt like it was his first good game in about 15, 20 games, maybe. Uh, so. I, I'm not a believer really in Rondo. Maybe now that the games are we're getting closer to the playoffs, the games start to to mean a little bit more. Uh, maybe we'll get that playoff Rondo that we, you know people have have kind of labeled him and and you know what we hear about. But I'm just not counting on it. I'm not counting. On, I'm not a big Rondo fan. Hopefully, you know he can prove me wrong. I would love to be wrong on that, but just not a not a big fan of his. So I think the Lakers could use another backup point guard, which was why I think they were in. Uh, talks to uh, try and sign Darren Collison out of out of retirement. So, um, but yeah, the Lakers roster is is not perfect. Um, it's a good roster, um, but it is not perfect. So people wanted to see them make moves at the trade deadline to improve it, and they didn't. And a couple, I mean, a couple of reasons why. I think one, and this is totally you know, it's all this really is speculation on 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 my part, but. Uh, you know, and I, I really don't mean to use this as like an excuse or really anything, but I think it's fair to sympathize with um, with Rob Palinka, who was you know a very very close friend to Kobe Bryant. Um, I'm not saying that this is like impacting how he's doing his job or anything, but I just you know I, I think people should kind of go easy on him a little bit. Uh, because you don't know what that that man is going through, um, losing one of his best friends tragically um, and suddenly, uh, it's very very difficult to deal with. And <clears throat> so, you know, I, I wish the the Polinka uh, criticism, the Polinka slander, would just kind of cool off um, this time because this is the first time that he hasn't made a uh, made a trade before the trade deadline. Every year that he's he's been here, he's he's made one. So. 
you know, whether it's they're good or bad, he's been active at the deadline. So you can't fault him for that. Um, obviously, you know, we would have liked to seen the roster improve. And I think the Lakers are still working on that. Um, but it didn't happen. It didn't happen. You move on. Um, but I think, you know, I just wish people would kind of relax a little bit with some of the <clears throat> the criticism lobbed at, at Palenka. Cause I know, you know, for him and obviously anybody that was, that was close with Kobe or, or any of the victims on the, on that helicopter, um, that it's probably been a very, very tumultuous and very, very difficult, uh, past two weeks for them. So, um, <clears throat> but another reason why I wasn't surprised that the Lakers, um, didn't make a trade at the at the deadline was simply just the the construction of their contracts and construction of the roster. It was going to be very very tough for the Lakers to acquire a significant piece because significant pieces usually have big contracts. Well, there's really only three players on the Lakers that have big contracts, and that's Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and Danny Green. And two of those guys, you're not trading really for anybody. Uh, not anybody that is realistically attainable. So there was talk about, there was rumors about Danny Green uh, possibly being involved in, in trade talks. I don't buy that for one second. I fully think that the Lakers brought Danny Green. He was their plan B behind Kawhi Leonard for crying out loud. Uh, so I don't think that they were going to trade him for Marcus Morris to come here on a limited role. Um, and I, basically I, the a lot of people speculated that it was going to be Danny Green and Mark or uh, Kyle Kuzma for Marcus Morris. And to me, that made no sense whatsoever. And I don't think the Lakers really even entertain that uh, because you need wing depth and you're giving out, you know, two guys that played on the wing uh, for one, for one guy. Uh, it makes no sense. It, it just wouldn't really help the Lakers, even though Morris is having a good year. He's shooting the ball except exceptionally well from the three point line. Uh, pretty, uh, quite a bit higher than his his career average. So I'm wondering if that is going to regress a little bit and kind of um, level off and, and kind of come, come back down to about his average for his career because he's been in the league for a while. Um, so it, it, it's kind of weird to see a big spike randomly this year in, in his three-point uh, percentage. But that, that, that deal never really made sense. I think it made sense to look at Marcus Morris, um, but – Making the contracts work was going to be very difficult for the Lakers for a couple of reasons. One, like I mentioned, the only like realistically movable piece with a big contract was Danny Green, and I just don't think the Lakers are going to give him away unless they got something very, very good in return. Um, because Danny Green is part of you know the wing rotation right now that's very thin, and he's very, very you know ex- extremely well needed um, on that. You know, on the on the wing because of his defense and hopefully the the shooting. Even though it hasn't been terrible, um, you know he's he's missed a, a fair amount of open threes this year. So hopefully that comes back around because he's he's done it for most of his career. But yeah, I mean the the Lakers' most valuable trade chip really was well, I I guess that's debatable, um, but most people I think would agree that Kyle Kuzma was the team's most valuable trade chip, and he's on such a small contract, which, of course, gives him value, but it's hard to acquire a significant piece in return for Kyle Kuzma because you can't match salaries because his his contract was so low. You know, he makes, I think it was about, I know it's in the two range, I think it's about $2.5 million this year. Um, so that makes it very, very difficult to, to acquire 
a, a contract in return. So I think that made things very hard for Polinka to, um, you know, do that without sending out two, three, four pieces. Because you could acquire a guy like Marcus Morris without including Danny Green, but you'd have to include either uh, like Contavious Caldwell Pope, uh, who makes about eight million dollars a year, or a guy like Avery Bradley, who makes four million dollars a year, plus like a Troy Daniels and a Demarcus Cousins, who Cousins makes, I believe, three and a half million dollars a year but from what i from everything that i've heard about the lakers and demarcus cousins is they were there was no chance they were going to trade him unless it was just a deal they could not pass up and marcus morris isn't that like i said good player is having a great great year so far uh he he's just not a can't miss player you know um so i fully expected the lakers to have problems moving contracts um, for significant pieces because significant pieces, like I said, make significant money usually. So, um, it was going to be a little tricky. And some, I mean, some of the way these contracts are built out, like KCP, um, Rajon Rondo, because of their, their player options, they essentially, because they're two year deals with a player option for that second year, they essentially have a no trade clause in their contracts. So that really limits a lot of stuff. And if you make a, you know, a trade, you make a deal and then you bring that to those guys and they say, no, I don't want to get traded. And then you, you kind of wonder where team morale is at. We've heard so much about how close this Lakers team is. And I wonder if that factored in somewhere along the way with, with their chemistry, but there's just a lot of different layers. I think to this, where it made things very, very difficult for Palinka to make a trade because of the contracts, uh, Kuzma's contract being so small. And I think there probably were teams that were interested in him and that believe that they could really unlock his game. Um, but it, it's, it's tough when the contract is so small like that. Um, and you're trying to get a legit difference maker in return because the Lakers weren't going to make a trade just to make a trade. Like it had to bring something back in return. And that's honestly the approach that they should have had. It should have been something, uh, that improves the roster that makes them better. And it's a, a significant piece. Uh, they weren't going to just make a deal just to make a deal and switch things up. Um, especially with what this team has gone through, uh, in, in the past couple weeks. I mean, I think it's something that, uh, is, has been pretty much, I mean, very traumatic for a lot of those guys that, that knew Kobe very well. And, um, you know, I, I, we've, we've heard it, you know, heard talks of it bringing the team together and how could it, you know, how could it not, you know, that's, that's something just unreal to go through, uh, together, uh, especially for those guys that were friends with him and close with him. And, um, he means so much to the franchise and, you know, staffers and everything. So, um, you know, the chemistry aspect, I think, factored in somewhere along the way. Um, but, yeah, it, it was just going to be tough. It was going to be tough with with the structure of the contracts, uh, the no-trade clauses that certain players had, and, you know, the, just the way the money was lining up. You know, the Lakers were going to have to, you know, for, for a big-time contract and not trading Danny Green, you know, they were going to have to trade three or four players uh, for one guy, and that's very, very difficult to do. So, um you know, it is what it is. I think the Lakers certainly tried. Uh, from what I heard, that you know they definitely were, you know, looking to make deals. They were definitely looking to make deals, but um, it just wasn't in the cards. It just wasn't in the cards, and it is what it is. It is what it is. Now we transition to the um, the buyout market, and we look at some uh, some potential guys there. 
because Marcus Morris was was the main piece, um, but or the main trade target from from what, everything that we heard. But the Clippers are the ones that, that got the deal done. Uh, they traded Mo Harkless and a first round pick, and I think another pick with it um, to get Marcus Morris in return. So, uh, which a lot of people, that's been a trade that's been kind of. Uh, debatable, I guess, uh, whether you like it or not. Morris, like I said, is having a great year, but he was putting up stats on a bad team uh, and getting a lot of shot opportunities. Uh, he was shooting very well from the three-point line. I'll give him that. Um, but it's a it's a totally different role for him, and I think the Clippers, you know, giving up Harkless and a first-round pick for a guy like Marcus Morris, I'm not totally sold on that trade. Maybe I'm biased because I don't obviously don't like the Clippers. Um, but... I wasn't a huge fan of that trade because Harkless I thought was was great for their defense and Morris doesn't really play a whole lot and they gave up a first round pick and Morris is coming over to a very very different role where he's not going to get that many shot opportunities he's going to get open shot opportunities for sure playing with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and um, you know all the all those guys that can do things offensively Lou Williams um, you know they've got guys that can generate a lot of attention um, or garner a lot of attention i guess i should say and and find him for open shots so he's just got to knock down open shots but i think they sacrificed a lot of their their defense and and tried to you know fit a guy that has played great on a bad team but is now you know looked at and to fill a much much different role um so i'm wondering if if there's a little regression there in in his shooting so um plus we've heard rumors of the the Clippers team chemistry being a little rocky and Marcus Morris is definitely uh, a, uh, an alpha personality. And, you know, if he, if he butts heads with, with some guys in there, who knows, uh, you know, what that could do for their, their team morale and their team chemistry and could cause problems, but who knows? Uh, so the Clippers got Marcus Morris, Lakers didn't, but there's still some guys on the, uh, the buyout market. And I will talk about some of those names right after a quick break from our and a word from our sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by the Tax Defense Group. Tax season is here, and that means that it's time to file your taxes. There's good news. If you're a W-2 employee, you can save half off your filing. All you have to do is call the Tax Defense Group before April 15th, 2020, and mention that you saw this ad on UCAS Studios. Millions of Americans will get money back after they file, and you can be one of them. Call the Tax Defense Group today at 800-850-7973. That number again is 800-850-7973. And you can visit them online at thetaxdefensegroup.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Rider Junkie. Are you looking to make more money in 2020? One of the best ways to do that is by having a new resume that can help you get that dream job. Writer Junkie offers affordable, well-written resumes for the low cost of $145. They'll even throw in a cover letter for no additional charge. All you have to do is mention that you saw this ad on UCAS Studios and they'll get right to work. Call Writer Junkie today at 805-587-7966 and you can visit them online at writerjunkie.com. Okay, so I mentioned this at the start of the podcast um, that there was Darren Collison news. So basically the timeline of events was Darren Collison retired, uh, last off season during the summer of 2019, which was very surprising because a lot of people thought he was worth about 
people estimated his his annual salary um, of offers that he'd get around $10 million a year. That's uh, a lot of money to turn down, but he re- decided to retire for kind of religious re- religious reasons and spend time with his family and that sort of thing. And um, absolutely more power to him. You know, that's that's great. Uh, I always, you know, enjoy actually hearing stories like that of guys, you know, putting more important things first, more important things first. As much as we all love the game of basketball um, and sports, um, there are more important things um, at the end of the day. So, um, you know, I commend him for that. Uh Later on in the year, there was pretty strong reports um, that he was considering coming back and he wanted to play in Los Angeles, essentially. Uh, he's, he's from Los Angeles, from the L.A. area, and didn't really want to leave if he was going to come back and play. Uh, so immediately everybody talked about the Lakers and the Clippers both kind of vying for him, and those were really the only two uh, the two names that were, were serious contenders. And then... Fairly recently, uh, Darren Darren Collison was actually sitting basically sitting courtside uh, with Jeannie Buss at a, at a Lakers game, and uh, so everybody started to speculate and go nuts that you know this 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 means that he's he's coming to the Lakers, you know he's going to take Rajon Rondo's minutes, and that's going to be a big boost for the team because Collison's a, a good player and gives something that gives the Lakers something that they would definitely need, and then he decides not to come out of retirement at all. So who knows if that changes during the off season or whatever, but uh, Collison basically, I mean, let, I think Adrian Wojnarowski or I don't know where exactly he got his source, but it was, I mean, a very strong report uh, that Collison will remain retired for now and will not return to the NBA. So the Lakers are kind of out of luck. I mean, at least the Clippers didn't get him, but I was counting pretty heavily on the Lakers getting Darren Collison because uh, he's, you know, he wasn't a guy they'd have to trade for, so they wouldn't have to get any, give anything up. They would just sign him into their, uh, to their roster. Um, and you know, to create a roster spot, they could cut somebody, uh, that they don't need. Um, and that's far better than, than trading away assets for, um, for, for a player. Cause you, you lose some to get some, uh, whereas Collison was, Hey, we can just gain a, a very valuable piece, but Lakers didn't get him. Um, decided to stay retired and continue on, um, you know, his path with, with his religion and his family and all that stuff. So, uh, best of luck to him, but the Lakers move on, move on to plan B. And, you know, it's, it's unfortunate because I, I don't know, but I could, you know, I don't know for sure. It's total speculation on my part, but I could see a scenario where the Lakers did not pursue point guard, uh, trade targets, because they thought they were going to get Darren Collison. You know, I think that is very possible. Um, but again, that's speculation on my part. So that kind of hurts the Lakers um, it, possibly in a, in, a, in a couple ways. But, um, you know, it's unfortunate for the Lakers. But like I said, you move on to plan B. Um, and some of these guys, you know, it's, it's fairly slim pickings when you're talking about the buyout market unless kind of some – unexpected names come up, but I'm kind of looking at this from the same perspective. Um, I'm going to talk about a couple names that we've seen reported. I'm um, a couple names that I would like them to take a look, uh, take a look at. Uh, so the names that we have seen rumors of the Lakers either working out or having some interest, some curiosity in whatever uh, the two names for sure. Uh, the Lakers 
there's been r- rumors that uh, they were going to work out J.R. Smith. Um, J.R. Smith, obviously, uh, old teammate of LeBron's um, back, in, back in Cleveland, won an NBA title, was part of that 2016 title team. Um, you know, <laughs> J.R. Is, is an interesting player. Uh, we'll certainly let him fly. We'll, we'll definitely uh, let the shots go. Um, but, he, I mean, he, he is a decent shot maker. Uh, so I, I will say, um, you know, I, I'm a little skeptical of it because, you know, J.R. Smith, in terms of his decision making, is just kind of all over the place. You know, we saw that in, in game one of the finals a few years ago where he gets the offensive rebound, has a chance to, to win the game and basically just dribbles out the clock and it goes to overtime, um, which created one of the better memes that I think I've ever seen with LeBron uh, <laughs> just kind of gesturing to J.R. like, dude, what are you doing? Uh, but yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be totally opposed to it. I mean, and that's the thing with these, with these two names, um, and especially the next name I'll talk about. Um, I guess I'll just bring it up. Uh, Dion waiters is the other name and he, he's more of, of something that once he cleared waivers from Memphis, and I think he already has that Rob Palenka was his, was his old agent. Uh, so there's there's a past uh, or a prior relationship there, and you know Deion Waiters is a guy that can bring something to the table. He can bring something to the table. Um, one last thing, I guess, before J.R. Smith is, uh, I think he would help the wing depth a little bit for the Lakers because he is a bigger guard, and I think he could guard some wing players. Um, not saying he's like an elite defender or anything, especially at this stage of his career, but I think he's at least a body you could throw out there, a guy that's a shot maker and can, you know, defend some wings on certain nights, certain matchups, stuff like that. So I think he could help, um, even though his decision-making is kind of unpredictable and and pretty wild. Uh, and Deion Waiter is kind of the same thing. I mean, you just wonder kind of where his head is at. Uh, there's been, you know, the reports of, of him kind of having, a little episode on the the Miami heat team plane after he took some edibles and stuff like that. Like there's just been a lot of kind of off court issues with waiters. Um, but I will say waiters is kind of, you know, he's a guy that can add another creator, another playmaker to the roster, um, which the Lakers desperately need because they have LeBron doing so much of it. And I think just easing a little bit of that burden off LeBron would help so, so much um, because you just can't count on Rondo to do it every single night. Um, heck, I'd take, honestly, every other game out of Rondo at this point. So, um, you know, I think waiters could help. Obviously, everybody's like, oh, wow. You know, the, everybody kind of gets defensive when they hear the name. And, I mean, I don't blame you. J.R. Smith and Young Waiters, a lot of off-court issues. You wonder where they're just kind of where they're at mentally. Um, but we thought a lot of people thought the same thing about Dwight Howard when when the Lakers signed signed him or they when they were interested in him. People were like, "How could you, you know, sign that guy after the way everything ended the last time he was a Laker? Um, plus, he's been on multiple different teams since then, and he's just bounced around. His his attitude sucks, and this and that." And, you know, I'm not saying it would be the same thing with a guy like Dion Waiters, um, but it's possible. It's possible is, is, is my, I guess, my main point with that, because Dwight has come in 
to this Laker situation in his second stint as a Laker. And he's been everything you could ask for. He's played hard. He's played defense. He's rebounded. Uh, he's been an ideal teammate. He's been a great, I mean, man, like it, it seemed like he matured overnight. Like you hear some of his post game quotes and he's basically blocking out all the negative stuff and just staying positive and focusing on what's ahead. And Dwight's been unbelievable. So maybe you could get something like that out of Dion where he just kind of, you know, focuses mentally and understands, hey, we got a championship that's on the line. Like that's a realistic goal for this team. And maybe he'll be able to buy in, you know, surrounded by a lot of veteran players like LeBron, Davis, um, you know, you go down the list. Rondo is a veteran player, um, Avery Bradley, so on and so forth, Danny Green, whatever. So maybe you could get something out of those two guys. So we'll keep an eye on that and we'll see if anything comes of it. But there's been reports that the Lakers are interested um, in those two. And Waiters, like I said, is, is a playmaker that could that could help. And J.R. Smith's a guy that can hit shots and he's he's a bigger guard that might be able to defend some 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 wings like with with their second units and and, and stuff like that. So, um, all right. So I'm going to bring up three names. Um, I'm not going to go on all day about this. Uh, three names that are still available. There's been rumors of or reports of Reggie Jackson becoming a buyout candidate and becoming a free agent. And the two teams that were mentioned were the Clippers and the Lakers. Obviously, the Lakers can offer him more money because they have the DeMarcus Cousins injury exception, which allows them to pay a little more than just like the minimum contract uh, level. Uh, so they would have that edge over the Clippers. And I also think that they just offer a better role. It was kind of like the same thing with Darren Collison. I thought if he came out of retirement, I was very confident that he would pick the Lakers because there's just a bigger role. Like you could come in and be the backup point guard. You could possibly, if you're good, I mean, you play well, you're in the closing lineups next to LeBron um, and, you know, adding a second playmaker out there. So um, Reggie Jackson's a guy to keep an eye on. If he does become a buyout, um, buyout candidate, um, he's, he's definitely something to keep an eye on because he, he, he's a solid player. He's a solid player. He's not great, not an all-star or anything like that, but he is a player that I think could come in and, and, and really help. Uh, next on the list, another guard is Trey Burke, Trey Burke, uh, not like a renowned, uh, playmaker or creator or anything like that, but he's a guy that can shoot, he can score and, you know, can do a couple different things that I think would really, really help this, this Lakers team. So, um, keep, I, you know, keep an eye on him see if maybe if the Lakers be interested in him, but he's a guy that I've liked. I, I mean, I liked him back, uh, when he was with Michigan, even though, you know, I thought he might be a little undersized or, or, or something like that. Um, you know, to play like a two guard or anything, you know, anything along those lines. I think he's, I think he's a decent player. I think he's a decent player that could actually fit in pretty well with this team. Um, and the last name is the guy the Clippers just traded, Mo Harkless. I think Harkless would be a a great addition for this team because he is a guy. He, he kind of plays the three and the four, um, but I think he's a guy that could really, really help the Lakers in terms of their wing defense and give them a big boost in their depth in that category. Um, he's been a pretty efficient scorer actually this year. You know, the, the, the points that he has tallied have, have come so, or have come in a pretty efficient manner. So, um, really interesting to keep an eye on him. I mean, he's sitting with the Knicks right now and I think, you know, probably ideally for him, I mean, he's been a Clipper, so he probably has a house in, in Los Angeles or an apartment or whatever, uh, 
and he wouldn't have to move. You know, he wouldn't have to move. He could just come back to the Los Angeles, move across the hall and play for the Lakers and, and still be on a championship contending team. So, um, those three names I'd keep an eye on. Obviously, J.R. Smith and Waiters, we, we've heard rumors and reports. We'll just have to keep tabs on it. And I, I would be pretty surprised if Lakers don't bring somebody in because I think, you know, I, I don't put a ton of stock into regular season matchups. So, like, even if the Lakers got swept by the Clippers or whatever, there's just been a lot of cases in, in recent history and, and obviously uh, throughout NBA history where one team dominates a matchup in the regular season, and then when they meet in the playoffs, it goes the complete other way. Um, I believe in uh, 09, the the Orlando Magic swept the Lakers uh, 2-0 in the regular season series, and then they meet in the finals, Lakers beat them 4-1. So, you know, there's there's a lot of, I think, examples and cases like that. So, but I, I, I worry more about trends that you see in kind of the losses and, and to me, the wing position and just not having – um, another playmaker outside of LeBron, a consistent playmaker, I think um, would be the two things I'd like to see improved. And I'd feel a lot more comfortable um, about the Lakers championship chances. Um, I feel pretty good about them right now. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I, you know, I just think that there's room for improvement still. So it'd be nice to see uh, the roster get even better. And hopefully Lakers can, you know, get get through this all-star break healthy, recharge, and really go after this thing uh, here in the final uh, 30 games or so. All right, that is going to do it. As always, guys, be sure to uh, like this video and subscribe on, to UCAS Studios and Lakers Outsiders on YouTube, iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to do uh, all that and be sure to check out all of our content up on LakersOutsiders.com and follow us on Twitter and Instagram and like us on Facebook as well. All right, I'm getting out of here. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, I appreciate the support. And until next time, this is Gary Kester with the Lakers Outsiders signing off.